Welcome to Lift Up Nations podcast. I'm Rob Leach. And I'm Michael Hoffa. And this is our first episode, Listening to God. The scripture that related to this episode is found in Proverbs 4.20-22. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. And also... Uh, the other scripture that we came up with is Isaiah 55, 2 and 3. Listen, listen to me, God pleads, and eat what is good, and your soul will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Hear me and your soul may live. Listen to him. There is no other way to take him in. All right, so I got a couple questions. I'm going to read off one. I want you to answer it, and then we'll go back and forth. Okay, sounds good. So the first question I have is, how can I become more attentive and receptive to God's voice in my life? Uh, my favorite one is meditate. I sit uh, in between my clients uh, between five and ten minutes each session uh, to clear my mind and see what God has for me. Uh, I know it's very hard for a lot of people, but, um, it takes a lot of practice, but once you do it, uh, you pretty much get a clear vision of what God wants to speak to you and what he wants to do in your life. Definitely. And I think a big part of being attentive and receptive to God's voice is getting into scripture because a lot of the time people will think something is God telling them, but then it doesn't line up with scripture. So it's happened a lot in my life from the time I became a Christian to today where I'm asking something and I'm thinking a certain way, but then when I look into the Bible, the scripture isn't aligning. Okay. That sounds... And also a lot of people go to scripture for that aspect. And when you feel something or hear something, um, it does have to line up to scripture because it doesn't... Exactly. It's not true. Right. It's not truth. Definitely. Like my pastor stated is if you're asking for something and you want to know it's God's voice, read the scripture because that is literally the instructions for our life. So, which is bringing me to my second question. Um, what are some common barriers that can prevent us from hearing God's voice and how can we overcome them? In this world is very hard. Um, we have distractions everywhere, um, from TV to radio to uh, different types of Christianity to uh, just people in general, social media. Uh, you know, most people actually are stuck in social media for hours at a time and they're distracted. You know, when you take the focus off of God, um, you're not going to hear him. Uh, there's a lot of times that, you know, if you don't listen to everything God, the Holy Spirit, or Jesus says to you, you're not going to get all the other blessings and all the other stuff that he actually saying to you as well. You need to listen fully and consistently. And if you don't, you're missing a lot of blessings that you could have on your life. I like the word that you use. You need to listen fully because a lot of people are picking and choosing from the Bible to argue things. And like I said in the previous question is, you need to study the scripture because the scripture will give you the answer. So if you are 
not fully in the scripture and you're saying one thing and it doesn't line up, then it's false. And you're teaching false teachings. So, which causes my next point is doubt and skepticism. So, a lot of people, like you said about the different Christianity denominations and even different religions in the world, it's causing so many people to be skeptic of Christianity. Yes. And, we, you know, the only way we're going to change that is get to people and talk to them just like we're doing on here uh, to get them to understand how God's in their life. Um, a lot of people really don't know how God is in their life or what he's saying to them. Um, God can say it to a, from a stranger. You got to be open and uh transparent with everybody because if you're not you're not gonna you're gonna miss some of the stuff god's saying to you there's a lot of times like back when i was younger i wouldn't listen to everybody and i was i'm pretty sure almost guarantee that god was speaking to me and i didn't listen but as i've gotten older i've actually listened and started going every person that comes in my life i need to at least listen to and see what they have to offer because if i don't then I'm missing blessings. Definitely. I just learned in a uh, conference at work, they said it's their minute, or sorry, our minute, their moment. Mm -hmm. So even if you're taking that one minute out of your life to listen to that person speak, it can just change their world. So something I use is for like helpful to get through doubts and skepticism, to go back to that. Yes. Is... Explore and address these doubts through open-minded inquiry. So you can't go in closed-minded. Because if you go in closed-minded, it's not going to get anywhere. You're just going to be stuck in your way. So something I do is I seek answers through, of course, studying the Bible, but also mentors, which is like Rob, you, and reflection. Um, So oftentimes I pray. Prayer is my one thing to go to. I get in my car, I'm blasting music, and I'll share a story, Rob. Me and you were talking in deep conversation, and you asked me, who are you? And I couldn't answer that question. I was stuck and I kind of felt ashamed. And so we decided to get dinner that night and we went, I was in my car, you were in your car and my radio was off. And I was like, this is weird. I'm gonna turn my radio on. And I turn on my radio, turn it up. The first song that plays is, it quotes, don't worry, I know who you are. And I can't recall the name of the song, but when that happened, and it was a Christian song, but once that was stated on the radio, I bawled. I cried because I was sitting there in your kitchen thinking to myself, who am I? I don't know who I am. But that, that in my opinion, like that is an answer from God. Yes. Like he told me, I know who you are. So then that's going to help me find myself through church, through prayer, through scripture. And I feel like since that moment, I've found who I am. That's, that's great. I'm glad I was a part of it. Um, the thing is that, you know, I want that for everybody. Definitely. Um, you know, it's a blessing to see how things have changed in your life since we have spoken and have you started coming to church and, and being a part of everything. It's, it's amazing. Right. Uh, the thing is that, you know, I just want to give that to everybody. Exactly. You know, we're, we're, that's what we're here for. We're not here for all the glitz and glam. We're not here for all the, you know, worldly, worldly thing. We need to point people to God and that's what we're here for. Definitely. And if we, that's our purpose. We can, we can't, we can't 
be here for any other reason. It's to love God and love people. And if you don't do those two things, what what's your purpose? Why are you here? Right. And I, I agree. Like, I was a very spiteful, hateful person growing up just because of everything I've been through. So I blamed everything on God. And I didn't even know God at the time. And my neighbor actually brought me to church. And I was listening, listening, listening. And they kept talking about this man, Jesus, and how he loves us and how we're supposed to love people like him. And I remember turning back and I'm looking at the wall. And it was John 3, 16 about his son was pretty much sacrificed for us and how he gave his son for uh, to forgive our sins. And I was very curious. I'm like, who is this dude? Who is this guy? So I dove in deep and I learned that he wants us, like you said, to love ourselves, love each other and help one another to know his word. And I know sometimes people are closed off and they don't want to talk about it. But as long as we plant that seed and they hear it, we're doing our job. Mm-hmm. Because one day they're going to come back like, you know what, Michael, remember that day you told me this? Can I go to church? And that is the best feeling because I know God's working through me. Mm-hmm. So I want to uh, ask you about the time the guy at church actually approached you that you assisted in, uh, don't, I think you donated food? Oh, yes. So I, do, I donated food. We actually are in part of outreach in our church at Solid Ground. And um, we took uh, groceries to uh, low-income housing. And when we did it, we actually uh, were giving out food. And this one guy stuck out. Um, he, was, he was probably in his 60s, 70s. He was sitting on a bench, came over to his car. We brought food to him. And basically, he told us about his grandson that's up in Wilmington and in the drugs and in a gang. And he just wanted a better life for his grandson. But um, we spoke to him, prayed for him, hugged him, uh, loved on him, gave him food. And then he had another friend that was riding with him. We gave him food, too. And then all of a sudden, um, we prayed for him. And then he, his name... Not, 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 not important, but he actually, uh, showed up at church one day. Uh, we were actually in the middle of a nine and ten thirty session and he was out in our lobby. Uh, so we spoke with him and we were so happy to see that he was at church. Uh, he couldn't stay because he was doing some mission work himself, but he was trying to still find housing for his uh, grandson, which we referred him to the shepherd's uh, place over in uh, Georgetown um, to get help for his grandson to get him out of the situation. I love that because God used you used you to meet him. And then he then did mission work. So it's like a never-ending cycle of the dots. It's just connecting all the dots. Mm-hmm. Um and we all always see what God's doing, but he's always working. Right. And which comes into my next question, actually. Um, well, not my question, but part of the question is one of the barriers is lack of faith. So how can someone overcome lack of faith or lack of trust in God? Uh, that Well, lack of faith is easier than trusting God. Uh, the only way you trust God is to... Trust and obey. 
And the biggest thing is when you trying to obey, everybody wants to be in control. The, our whole world is about being in control. Um, you know, you can't tell me what to do. You can't do this. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm a person, you know, you can't tell me what to do. And it goes back to when you're a kid, wherever your parents tell you, hey, you can't do that. And you do it anyway. But with trust, you have to experience God to trust him fully. Holy and the God. only way you can experience God is to listen. And when you listen, you hear what God's trying to tell you to, that he wants for your life. And then you can actually find your purpose. And the easiest way to find your purpose is what God opens your eyes to and pricks your heart for to do something about. Right. Definitely. I agree 100%. And it might take people time to trust, especially if like you have trust issues like I do. Um, but the moment you experience God, it's never, it's never ending. Like amazement. I daily thank God. I daily just am in awe of what he's done for me. Like you stated about, I started coming to church and I kind of like stepped away for a minute. And then I just kept praying. You kept telling me, pray, 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 like trust in God, trust in God. And which brings me to my point is people use that prayer as an excuse to not trust them because they're praying and they're like, I'm not getting an answer. Well, this is the analogy I use is if you're going to take the most important test in your life, I mean, this is life or death test. You're not going to go to the pen factory and go to the beginning of the line. You're going to wait until the pen goes through the process of when it's perfectly right for you. And that's how I look at prayer. You're not going to go to the beginning because it's a jumbled mess. God is not going to give you a jumbled mess. Mm -hmm. He may give you a lesson on the way, but he's going to give it to you when it's perfect for you. And that's how I look at prayer. Because people often will use that as an excuse not to trust them. So what I was saying is, you kept pushing me to pray, 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 don't give up, don't lose faith. And so I prayed. I was struggling financially. Um, it's kind of like a shame to admit it, but I just put all my trust in God. I was in a situation where I was going to be homeless. I was going to live on the street. But I kept praying, kept praying, kept praying. And then a job opportunity came up. And I got promoted twice in less than a month. And the amount of money that I was able to get just from getting promoted, I was able to get steady. I was now I'm studying life and I just am thankful that God provided because of all the prayer and all the trust I have in him, it worked out. And something else that's I've been always like looking for is someone that can relate to me as far as relationship wise, but yeah. also keep me on track. So before I actually came back to church and started going like weekly, I was praying like, I need somebody, I need something to like get me back on track, which my girlfriend did. My girlfriend didn't go to church, but she kept pushing me, pushing me. She's like, you, you love God. You always talk about going to church. You've been saying it for the last four months. Let's go. I'll go with you. And we actually went to church together and it just felt right. The message was about, I believe it was about faithfulness and listening to God. And I was like, man, that's crazy. Like I was praying about this and here comes this girl that didn't really go to church. And now but she believed. And she believed, definitely. But she was just hindered from the church, if that's the right word, because of experiences that she went through. And 
now we can't wait to go to church. We're literally so excited. We literally talk about church every day. Like, I can't wait till Sunday. I can't wait till Sunday. But once you put that trust and faith in God, your life is just going to be amazing. And from my experience. Yeah. And, and just like me, the minute I started, when I got baptized in 2017, I didn't know if I was ever baptized. So... I took it upon myself to get baptized. It was at the crossing and Mark, the pastor there, baptized me. But ever since then, I got baptized in a front in in front of a, about 40 people that I didn't know. Um, so it was a really cool experience to actually have that happen because usually it's with your friends and your family and stuff like that. But I was struggling with some stuff, so I actually went up went he was like if in, in his message he was like if you want to come get baptized bring your bring your uh, board shorts and be here at 4 30 so i was there at 4 30 i was one of eight people and the other seven were females and i was the last one um when i was took jesus as my savior and i was submerged and came back up the first thought in my head ever since then was God. When I wake up in the morning, it's God. There's no, there's no like, um, switching. There's no, like, I wake up, I'm grateful for everything he's given me, everything he's done for me, everything. And that's the way it's been ever since that 2017, where I got baptized. Some people don't have that profound, but also I don't believe that they fully trusted that they're giving their life to Jesus. That's so definitely, definitely. So, you said that you wake up grateful every day. And it instantly popped in my mind of, we're not promised tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So, be grateful for what he gave us today. Yes. Because we might not have a chance to be grateful for what he has done for us. So, I just want to definitely mention that because it popped in my head. And and everything's temporary. Right. The house you live in, the car you have, everything in this world is temporary. There is no guarantee it'll be here tomorrow. It'll be no guarantee that we'll be here tomorrow. It's just what, but the thing is, what we need to do is focus on what we can do for the kingdom cause while we're here and all we're put on this earth for God gave us our gifts and our talents and our, our personalities to move the kingdom forward. But the only way, you know, it hurts God when we don't do anything with our life. And a lot of people are in that state now. That's why they're falling away from from religion or falling away from Christianity because they're they're struggling with the fact that our government tells them they can't do anything, right? Or they they don't need to do anything. Like, hey, just stay home. Don't you know? And just like the stuff that goes on now, you know, jobs you go places they're 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 not even able to staff the place anymore because people don't want to work. And I feel though it's it's because of the lack of having God in their life that they have no purpose, which they have no drive. And if they had drive and they had Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit in their body, they'd feel like they're doing what they're doing in life for God. And for not for themselves. Right. Definitely, definitely. Um which brings me to my last question. Um how does reading the Bible and engaging in other forms of study and reflection help us hear God more clearly? Um, so 
the best thing to do with reading the Bible is start at the beginning and go to the end. Um, a lot of people start in sections. They, they go to different parts of the Bible and read certain scripture that they like or what God says to them or speaks to them. Right. But if you read the Bible all the time, God's always going to show you a different path or a different thought on each scripture that you read. So it's all interpretation, you know, because if you, whatever you get out of it is what God put on your heart. If you have read it and you have something else, I can't say that's wrong because God put it on your heart that that's what you got out of that scripture. And that's another thing, you know, like everybody's controversial about scripture, Mm -hmm. but everybody experiences it different. You know, because right. God uses us differently. Yeah, because every, you can read that same thing, that same scripture over and over again and get 15 different things out of it over 15 years. But the problem is that you always have to go back to it because he's going to speak through it. Right. And it might be different the next time and then the next time, and the next time, because the way I look at it is God's going to use it and speak to us through it in different ways for different situations because every situation is different. All people are different. Um, so it just, like you said, interpretation of it, but again, it will align with the Bible if it's what God wants. If it doesn't line up, then it's most certainly incorrect. Yes. So I have some questions to ask you, Michael. Okay. I'm ready. All right. What are the best ways to listen to God? So two ways that instantly come to mind is prayer. I pray when I'm driving. I pray when I'm in the shower. Um, I pray at work. I'll shut my office door and pray just because that's the way I listen to him. Um, And I feel like he talks to me the most. Um, And usually after I pray, I want to listen to music my Christian playlist because every time I'm praying heavy and it might be a couple times I pray for it but every time I pray for something or an answer I'll turn on Christian music and the first thing that comes on is my answer that I'm looking for or that I needed to hear so like I said earlier about the leaving the house going to get food and driving the car I was praying heavy on it like who am I who am I God said I know who you are so then now I'm working through God, or I'm working with God on finding out who I am through the church. And I feel like I'm okay where I'm at. I know that this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is scripture study. I'm big on this. Is I preach this more than anything is study the scripture. Study the Bible. Because like people call it, it's the basic instructions before leaving earth. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to build a chest. You're not going to build a ladder. You're not going to build a boat without instructions. So, studying the scripture is following instructions. You're looking at instructions, and you shouldn't take that lightly because it's laid out for you. Okay. So, um, so, yeah, to speak of that, so you your thing is prayer, scripture, and worship. That's Is what you, you, you hear God through. Yes. Um, my biggest thing is... Um, Talking to people. I feel God speaks through everybody, no matter who it is. I also feel like God speaks through worship, which is the same as you. Right. I love my music. I love my words to my music. 
and I love singing and I love listening to all of that. Um, as I've gotten older, I've gotten more into scripture and more into watching like right now media where I can actually learn and put um, some video and visual to scripture and help, you know, understand it more and uh, have people um, influence me through uh, different types of uh, scripture and readings that they do on Right Now Media. Um, the other part is, is that when I go out and do stuff, I go and sit at restaurants. I'll actually let God tell me where I'm going to eat. I'll actually drive down 24 and go, hey, God, which way do you want me to go? And, and he'll be like, left or right? And it, he'll be like, right. And then I'll be like, all right, you tell me when to turn again. And I'll go and turn. And then nine times out of ten, when I go to one of those places, somebody needs to hear something about God or somebody uh, has a word for me. So I'm big on community and being around people and, and socializing with people because you never know who he's going to speak through. could be the homeless guy. could be somebody that's a stranger you never met that's in a store. It could be the woman behind the cash register that's ringing up your meal. Definitely. Um, I also plant seeds when I go places. I'll be like, oh, it's a beautiful day. Thank God for this day. And usually somebody behind a counter or somebody around me will be like, you know what? Thank God. It is a good day. And you would never hear that out of their mouth outside of me saying something or planting that seed. Mm -hmm. So that's where... I feel is the prayer and, and worship we could do by ourselves, but life we do with other people. So when we have other people in our lives, we can also grow and learn and become more fluent in scripture, what God's saying and what he's doing in our life. Definitely. So you mentioned about the cash register and planting seeds. So like I stated um, earlier is the our minute, their moment, but as I'm hearing you talk, it's our minute, it's, or yeah, our minute is God's moment mm -hmm. because it may be a 30 second high, God bless, but then it might change that person's life. So another thing is I really want you to share the story because it's amazing because I remember you're telling me, no, I don't want to turn this color this way. I don't want to turn this way. I don't want to turn this way. And you were just like, okay, I'm going to listen. I'm going to go. So I want you to share that story because I think that's a, an amazing example of trusting in God. Okay. Um, I have a lot of those, but I really like this one that just happened. A um, uh, guy that actually, believe it or not, was supposed to be uh, somebody that God wanted me to speak to um, about uh, doing something. Uh, we just struggled getting to see each other all the time. One of us is busy. He's busy. He travels a lot. I'm here. I work a lot. Um, so I kept asking, hey, when you want to get together, when you want to get together. Finally, we said Sunday at church. Um, you want to get together? He goes, yeah, I'm a little tired, but text me if, when you're when you're available. I'll, I'll see if I, I'm, I'm OK with coming. I said, OK. So got done. It was Sunday evening. I text him, waited 15 minutes, heard nothing. And then all of a sudden I'm like, mom will get some food. 
So I went down, I wanted to go to a new Chinese restaurant down the street in uh, Long Neck. And I was all ready to go get, get some Chinese food. Next thing you know, I'm driving down Angola Road and about maybe 50 feet from the red light, God's like, turn right. I'm like, no, I want to turn right left. He goes, no, I want you to turn right. I said, all right, God, I'm turning right. So I turn on the 24, head down the road. I get to where the firehouse is between Angola and uh, where J.D. Shuckers is. And I get this text message, bling. Rob answered me and said, hey, you want to meet in Starbucks in Rehoboth? So what's the chances of that, that God already knew what direction I was supposed to be going in before I even did? Yeah, I was I was, I was, was ready to go get, he didn't answer me. I was ready to go get Chinese food. I didn't care. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go enjoy myself. Right. But then we ended up sitting for two hours talking. That, it's amazing because it's like, yes, he's leading you, but he literally led you like in that right direction. And I love that part because we may not understand why, but there's always an answer if you trust them. Mm-hmm. There always is. It never, never, there's never, he never wastes his breath on anything. Amen. So, all right. My second question of this podcast is where is God speaking to you in your daily life? Can I put a generic answer and say everywhere? Yeah. Because it's true. Okay. Like I said, um, excuse me. Like I said, um, music, I'm driving down the road and I see someone or I see a bumper sticker or I'm just sitting there watching TV. Um, this is one of my favorite stories and I was young, so it did scare me a little bit, but now that I'm older, I realize he was speaking to me without me realizing it. So my cousin I won't say his name, but he doesn't believe in God. I'm still working on it. Um, I really keep planting seeds as much as I can. And we were at my cousin's house babysitting. Super late at night. Super late. So it's dark. We're watching Law and Order. And my cousin is scared. And I used to wear a WWJD bracelet. And I said, I'll pray for you. I'll ask God to give you an answer that we're safe. We're under his care. And the moment I asked... I said, God, give my cousin and me an answer of that you're there for us. And no later than a half a second, the TV, the character Ice-T actually said, don't worry, I have your back. And yeah, it's an episode. I've never seen the episode. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. And being me, I'm a little pushy. So I was like, okay, let's do it again. And I asked again, different character in the show goes, and I asked it this way. I said, are you really there for us? Are you really here for us? And it was, yes. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. And I was like, you know what? I'm asking again. I said, one more time, God, tell me that you're here for us. And then Stabler said, okay, you're pushing it. Because it's like, I've given you those answers. Like, you should know that I'm speaking to you now. But I was just curious and I kept pushing, pushing, pushing. But in that moment, I decided there's no doubt in my mind that God is not real. Because he literally answered me, me and my cousin, 
And to this day, my cousin brings it up and talks about it, how amazing it was. Mm-hmm. And I just love that experience that I had with God. That's good. Yeah, um, it's just like when um, Jesus was going after the one in the um, on the Sea of Galilee with his disciples. And all of a sudden, this storm comes up, and it's windy, and the waves are coming over the boat, and it's kind of like filling the boat. And um, these prophets, or not prophets, but the people that actually were his disciples, were um, been on the Sea of Galilee multiple times, have dealt with it because they're fishermen, and God's sleeping up in the hull of the boat, asleep while this water's coming in the boat and they're wake him up to go hey rabbi are you gonna let us perish he was like he was like all right i'll calm the seas and i'll calm the wind and guess what the first question he said do you not trust me Because these guys have seen multiple miracles over the years and still didn't trust that he would they would be safe with Jesus. So it's just like people in real life. They're always scared no matter if Jesus is standing next to them, in them, around them, because of the trust factor. When you trust 100%, he's got your back all the time. If... Um, it, it's so it's so hard that people actually try to. Um, I think they actually try to fight not being not trusting God because they actually don't want um, they don't want to feel like that person. You know, people that trust God one hundred percent, they go how can he do that? Or, you know, why, why is he not worried? Why is he not scared? Why is he not have any fear in him? You know, it states in the Bible 400 times, do not fear, do not worry for I am with you. So if he's with you and in you, why are you worried? Why are you scared? Right. And you made the comment of trusting in God hundred percent. I love that because just because you may not trust him hundred percent doesn't mean he's not going to continuously try to put stuff in your way so that you can get that trust. Like me, super untrustworthy. I have the biggest issue with trust, but my entire life was a here, here, here. And it took me a good minute to realize that everything that's been happening in my life is because it was aligning me to trust him 100%. But just like when you started trusting more, stuff started happening. Right. You start having more blessings. And that's what I want for everybody that listens to this. Because that's what we want. You know, we have tons of blessings out there that we're missing because either your heart, your motive is not right when you ask. Just like with, you know, when you pray. If you pray for something and you don't ask the correct way, God's not going to give it to you. He's like, your heart's not in the right spot. You know, if your heart's in the right spot and you go to God being humble and wanting the best for what he wants for you, you're always going to get a blessing and you're always going to be 
in good graces and moving forward in life with growth. But the problem is a lot of people, the minute they get a strife or they get a problem, they turn their back to God. Right. And it's, it's God's fault. And they just want to place blame, make themselves feel better. And I like what you say is you have not because you ask not. Mm-hmm. And if, at first I thought it was funny because I was like, ah, oh, ha ha ha. I, I was just one of those people that like, ah, oh, whatever. I don't believe that. But then I did. I started doing that because again, Rob, you're, you're like me. You want to, you want to push. You want to, you want to have us experience the amazing glory of God like you did. And you ask and you shall receive. Mm-hmm. You do. But you have to ask in the right intent right. and the right, when you're God, when God sees that your intent is correct and your motive is correct, he will bless you with your, your, your ask. The problem is that people ask with the wrong motive and the wrong intentions and the wrong meaning of what it's here for. It's not like a, I dream a genie. Hey, I want to rub a genie bottle and, and get a, a free wish. Right. It's not like that. It's trusting, obeying, and asking properly to get what you deserve in your life and your blessings. And the one thing that we have to remember when it comes to asking is, is it for God's will? Is it, is it, in, um, is it for his good? Mm-hmm. And that's what I got to start asking myself even more. I mean, I do it now, but I, I want to do it more. Is what I'm doing or what I think I want to do for his good? And he'll give us, like, you. He'll give us that direction of where we need to lead, be led. And, and my, my, my biggest example is I've been a serial entrepreneur all my life. I've had businesses ever since I was a kid. And not until... I got baptized that I focused solely on massage and my business and doing that I have gotten as of last year to the, I can't take anybody else. And just like when you do your purpose in life, you're, you get abundance. God will give you abundance when you're actually on the right path with your, with your purpose. And the problem is a lot of people, they, they think this is their purpose and then they always go, well, why didn't I get that promotion or why didn't I get this or why didn't I get that? It's because either you haven't learned what you needed to learn to get to that point so God can bless you or your intent is wrong and you're doing it for you and not for God. Right. And the best advice I can give is God first, everything else second. Mm-hmm. All right. So my third question is, why is it so hard to listen to God in this fallen world? Woo, that's a good one. I like that question. Yeah. Because I've heard, even recently, of it's hard to listen to God because distractions. I mean, look what's going on in the world that pushes us away from God and to focus. I mean, TikTok. There's so much going on on TikTok that you've spent so much time watching videos. Yeah, they might be funny. They might be just insane, like crazy events going on in the world, such as riots. I mean, people find that entertaining because it makes them feel better about their life. I mean, how often do you look at yourself and think, wow, I'm glad my life ain't like that because the world is set up to distract you. And something that we really need to focus on is putting God first and focusing on him because this is all, like you stated, temporary. 
the, these worldly things are nice. It's good to have an iPad and an iPhone and going down the street in your brand new car, but it doesn't matter if you're not doing something in your life for God mm-hmm. and using, being used, God, with, uh, excuse me, being used by God to help others. So in your life, that brings, that brings me to Joseph in the Bible, um, where Joseph was, his brothers didn't like him because he could tell, tell, uh, he could, he could interpret dreams. And he said that, you know, Hey guys, I had this dream, like someday you're going to be bowing down to me. And the two brothers he had weren't happy about it. So he got thrown in a pit and they got sold to slavery. So then he went there and then Poffer's wife wanted to, uh, wanted to sleep with him. And he actually, he didn't, but she had his jacket. So he got thrown in jail again. So the first one was betrayal. The second one was blame. The third one was bypass. Cause then when he was thrown in jail after he was accused of rape, he actually uh, had a cupbearer and a baker. And the cupbearer, they both had dreams. He told him the dreams. He's like, cupbearer, you're going to be good. You're going to get out of here. Baker, I hate to tell you, but one, once three days from now, they're going to impale you Ooh. and kill you. And But he goes, cupbearer, when you get out, do me a favor. Remember me. So when he got out, Last thought about Joseph in jail. Until the Pharaoh said, hey, I have a dream. Nobody can figure it out. Does anybody know somebody that can tell me this dream? He goes, ah, I got a guy for you, but he's in jail. So they went down, put new clothing on him, brought him up to the Pharaoh. And he said, can you tell me? And out of all that stuff that's happened to Joseph, he could have been, at that point, he would be bitter. But for him to get from uh, uh, from the depths of hell to the palace, he had to be used by God always. No matter what happened to him in his life, he was still able to be used by God to do the purpose that needed to be done to save his family from famine to get to second in command in, in Egypt. Yeah. So that's my biggest thing. And that's the one I stay by because God can always use you if you're open and you don't let stuff bother you. Right. If you sit in a chair of betrayal, you sit in a chair of blame, you sit in a chair of bypass or you sit in a chair of bitterness People sit in that chair until they die. And they're still sitting in that chair. But Joseph was able to navigate between each one and still be used by God all the way through his life. And that's the way I feel everybody should live, but they don't. The minute they get something happen to them, they're done. They'll be like, you know what, God? I know you have all these blessings for me, but guess what? I'm going to sit here in this chair and not do anything. Because I've been blamed or I've been bypassed or I've been bittered. And and you know what? You're not going to change it. But if you could be changed, think of all the stuff you could do in life and change the world. Right. And it's funny that 
as you were telling the story about Joseph, is if he wasn't listening to God and he had doubts and skepticism, that'd be another way that it'd make it hard to even listen to God because doubt and skepticism comes from all corners of the earth. I mean, look at the world. There's so many religions. There's so many um, different cultures. And that causes doubt because people have their own way of thinking and they may think it's correct, but it doesn't line up with God's word. So our job is to help teach, help people understand how to listen to God. And that's why I love that we're doing this podcast and strictly on the first episode is listening to God because when they're able to listen to God, they can put their personal biases to the side because we know that biases can filter our understanding and make it challenging to discern God's voice clearly. I mean, how often do you hear people go, that's not what the Bible says, but then again, the same person uses different scriptures incorrectly or to their benefit. And I just think if people started putting God first and listening wholeheartedly, the world would be totally different for the good. But that comes into the next thing is if you have a lack of practice as far as like being in the word, studying the scripture, worshiping, that causes hardship in listening to God. Yeah. And that being said, a lot of people um, do exactly like that. They they misuse scripture. They, they um, try to manipulate people with it. They try to act like they're something, but they're not. And they actually try to like a sheep in uh, a devil in sheep clothing. You know, they're in with you and then they're kind of like um, a black mold that actually starts eroding the community you have. And then you have problems because that person has different motives, tendencies, and they're using the Bible in the wrong way to to benefit themselves. Definitely. And that's why I tell everybody, like, anytime something pops up or comes to... Um, my doorstep is don't take it because it said to you, don't take it as facts unless you dive in. I'm a very big person on factual things. And I think if more people got into the word and look for mentorship, like you may just be able to go to a friend, a mentor, a pastor, a youth leader and ask them, Hey, I heard this. Is this, correct like is this accurate like I need some guidance that's what they're there for that's what we're here for is to guide people in the right direction not make them fall short of the glory of God like we want to have everybody feel the way we feel about God Mm -hmm. and that's that's our mission you know one thing one thing only like we said before love God love people and point people to God that's basically our, our simple mission. And that brings us to the reflection moment. Listening to God is vitally important to the process of having a relationship with God. Something to ponder. 
Are you open to hear God's voice? If God has to explain everything to you, then you are going to miss a lot of your blessings. Amen. And the next thing we're going to do, and we're going to do this in every episode, is a closing prayer. So, dear God, please help me, Rob, and the world to become better listeners to your word. Give us the patience and wisdom to understand your teachings and the strength to put them into practice in our daily life. Guide us as we seek to grow in our faith and deepen our relationship with you, Lord. I pray this in your glorious name. Amen. Amen. And also, if anybody is interested in coming on to our show, uh, you can reach us at liftupnations at gmail.com or you can actually uh, reach out to any of our social media. We got Instagram. We did TikTok, Twitter. Just add us and we definitely watch it and check it daily just to make sure we don't miss anybody or have anybody just lost. And if you uh, are interested in having a live baptism in Lewis Beach, uh, we are going to start that um, hopefully in the next few weeks uh, to start doing a live baptism. Um, and if you're interested in that, you can reach us through social media or at uh, liftupnations at gmail.com. Um, it's been great, Mike. And also, I want to mention, um, we would love to hear your guys' testimony. So reach out. I mean, I can't wait to hear testimonies because that's so important to do so that people understand the experiences you had with God. Yes. And we will be doing our testimonies as well. Um, there is one person that actually isn't on the podcast right now, uh, which is his name's Chase. Uh, he will be with us next time. Um, but yes, anybody who wants a testimony can reach out to us and we would love to have you on there. Um, uh, we'll probably do, uh, a few episodes, then do a testimony or a baptism, and then go back to uh, speaking the word. Um, so, until next time. Until next time. God bless. God bless.